What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? My name is Brady McGrath, and I am here with my co-host, Cam Garrity. Cam, how are we feeling today? Well, considering I just housed a bunch of McDonald's, I feel pretty obtuse. So The kid's feeling obtuse. We have an awesome show for you today. We have a little NBA Summer League talk. Oh, yeah. We have the NFL way too early predictions, and then we also have an interview. Yes, our first ever special guest. Our roommate, Brandon Bubba Credor. We're going to have a great show for you guys. Oh, yeah. Today. We got some cool fucking questions for it. So we're going to ask him some cool things. Brady, how the hell are you right now? Have you started Stranger Things yet? I, I actually haven't started Stranger Things yet. And I'm actually pretty disappointed in myself because I said that I was going to be really hungover on the 5th of July. And that was going to be the best time to do it. But I was too hungover on the 5th of July Understandable. to function. So Stranger Things has yet to happen. I'm just saying, if you give it a watch, very sad. Um, I think they ended it for good. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to let you watch it and figure it out yourself, but wow. I'm in great show. essential grad. Dread, fuck. I can't say words. Grad, yeah, it's fine. Grad, it's here we are. How's that uh, sunburn doing you? I see a little red. I am miserable. <laughs> I am in a lot of pain. My whole back is a lobster. And that's a whole lot of a back, too. That is a massive back, and I'm not I'm not feeling good. How are you doing, Kim? Uh, I was sunburned the other day. I played a little bit of golf, didn't put sunscreen on. One of my legs was burnt, but I'm kind of fine. It actually kind of turned into a it tan did, it for did, it. Didn't, it's not yeah, that bad, it actually. It's kind of good right now. I'm not going to lie to you. You're looking you're – looking, I'm definitely not def- looking like Casper. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not making you look slim or anything, but I will say you're looking good. I mean, I don't think there's much that can make me look slim, to God be honest. So. God knows your sausage link wrists. So yeah, it cuts okay. off the circulation. Yeah, Oscar Mayer, wiener head ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. What are we doing today? What's, what's, what is on your mind with the Summer League? Because I have a couple of things that I'm thinking of, but I want to hear what you have to say because I – I feel like we're going to differ on something, and and we talked about this off air, so I, I want to hear your thoughts first. So one of the first things that I want to talk about in the Summer League is how the New Orleans Pelicans, even though they're 2-1, and one, are right now like my personal second favorite to win the whole thing. Of course, the Celtics will always be my number one, but if I were to pick someone that's going to be there and who could possibly do it, it's going to be New Orleans. Not only... Not only do they have Zion, they're probably going to sit him. And everybody thought, oh, you know what? That might just end them. That's see you later. He's done. But no, they have Frank Jackson dropping 30 points a game. They have Jackson Hayes, the guy who might be their center fix from losing Julius Randle, dropping 28 a game. And they also have Nikhil Alexander-Walker dropping 23 a game. Say that name again like three times fast. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Boom, not a big deal. But they're literally just going in, even though they're losing games, whatever. They're just coming out, and they're playing hard. Like, they're losing close games. You see, I showed you that video after we filmed the first one. That poor rim. That poor rim. Jackson Hayes demolished that poor rim and that poor man. He made that look like a Fisher-Price net. You know when you're, like, dunking on your little cousins at the barbecue, and you're like, ah, look at me. They're all, like, shooting on the basket. That's what it looked like. That thing looked like it was made out of plastic Jump after he jumped on. Swatted away from your five-year-old cousin. Oh my god! You're a I know. Spud. Yeah, should have been drafted. Honestly. Honestly, yeah, I could definitely play in the ten and up league. Um, <coughs> I but probably couldn't. The thing, Not enough cardio. The thing that we're gonna disagree upon here. Oh boy. I 
am going to go on the air saying when it happened, I was angry, I was disappointed, and I did not know how the Celtics could do this to me. They signed Taco Fall. I was not happy with Taco Fall. I was angry with Taco Fall. But now in three games of the Summer League, I fall in love with him. Fall in love with him. He's not doing anything special. He's really not. No. But I've just fallen in love with him. I love the big tall bastard so much right now. See, this is this is where my point is on this. Taco Fall, you can't teach 7-6 to anybody in the world unless you're literally from wherever he's from because just Bull Bull, all of those guys just coming out of just from overseas. Literally just all giants. It's crazy. However, I just his game is going to look a lot better than it is because of his height. Mm-hmm. I think if he was a regular seven-foot center, he would not have gotten signed, even just seven-foot. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think he's got a chance of – he's going to get in this, on the Celtics G League roster, without a doubt. He's going to go to Maine, and he's going to play some games there. And if the Celtics have an opening come midseason because of an injury, he'll probably get a shot to come play in the NBA. I don't think he's ready yet. He's a project. He's – He's got some skill and some speed for a bigger guy. Yeah. But where I think it is is, and I'm not saying you agree with this, but there's a lot of fans out there that look at him as the answer, as a center. I'm like, <laughs> the best that we can get out of Taco Fall, and look, if he proves me wrong somehow, whatever, I'll eat those words. But the, I think the best that we can get out of Taco Fall, where we'd be happy, is like a like a seven and ten kind of guy with like two mm-hmm. blocks a game, just like a Daniel Tice kind of like coming off the bench in like playoffs and just doing a little bit just to be a matchup nightmare. Yeah. Other than that, like he's not a starting center. He's not going to make all star teams. Like, but that's the thing. I'll take that seven and ten though. I mean, I guess they beat Duke if he doesn't foul out. That big dumb idiot doesn't foul out. Duke loses that game. Yeah, because there's no way R.J. Barrett's going to pull that rebound down like he did. No. I just that's just where I disagree with 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 Taco is that he seems a little bit soft in his play and and when I say that is it's hard to be soft when you're that big. However, I think there it, there's just a sense of when I look at the ball and, and him trying to get rebounds, there's a lot of tip drills and yes, he's pulling it down, but it's like it's like a giraffe, you know, like they're going to get the leaves at the top of the tree even if, you know, the kids, you know, whatever's jumping up for it. The guys that are, you know, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, that are jumping up for the ball with their vertical are getting up to, you know, seven feet. Mm-hmm. He's 7'6". His jump's bringing him up to, you know, 7'9", 7'10". Of course, he's going to be six inches above everybody, you know. It's just the, his hands don't seem to be there. I think he lacks – I mean, he's pretty big for his size. I thought he would be a little bit more of a string bean, yeah. you know, but he's put on a little bit <clears> of muscle. Which think, is good, but I think that's definitely the big difference between him and Bull Bull, though. Yeah, there's why no I think on Bull. why I think that Taco can be a better player than Bull Bull. Bull Bull was drafted so high because of his father, because of the name. I don't think he was drafted, but he wasn't drafted high. He was drafted forty four. Higher is what I meant. Oh, higher. Yeah, not high, like higher. Yeah, I feel that. The reason that he got drafted and Taco didn't was. Was because of Manupol. Yeah, truly. It was like, oh, we got to give this kid a chance. You know, he's got it in his blood. Yeah. But I mean, the it's the, <clears throat> there's the offensive ability there. I, I he's got some good moves, but you know, like I said, it's like the five year old cousins. You know, back to you know Jackson Hayes. It's 
He's swatting things because he should. You know, if I had that height, I would, God hope I'm in the NBA and I'm swatting people and getting rebounds too. Yeah. I don't care how athletic people are around me. If I can jump, I mean, I can't really get off the ground now, but if I had seven, six and, and I was his size, wouldn't have to jump. I wouldn't have to jump. <laughs> I could literally just go on my tippy toes and I should be grabbing those boards. Exactly. So you can't teach that. I mean, the Celtics, you know, they got rid of Gershon today. I don't think that's a sign that he's going to – I'm so team. sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. The dancing bear. We literally just got rid of the best trunk in the league. Like you know who had the best trunk before that? Glenn Big Baby Davis. Oh, exactly. Like that was that they, was. They gotta have a new junk in the trunk. Exactly. Guy. Now they gotta him. draft a drunk in the trunk guy. They have to do something. Grant Williams has got to put on some weight. We had Jared Sollinger for a little bit. In oh the middle. my god. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. You know what? Jared yeah. Sollinger had a large behind. Also, he had a roundhouse. Dude. Exactly. That, that guy was ready for it. That was. A- I wonder how many people are gonna question us for talking about male butts. I'm probably questioning us. I'm questioning us. Do a you want to pause too. and make out? And we're back. <laughs> back to it. Um, so one of the things that I definitely wanted to highlight was I wanted to talk about some of the guys that are playing on the Celtics Ooh, roster Carson right Edwards. now. Carson Edwards is my hero. He, I love Carson Edwards. He is, I'd like say, you said. It's... I'd say he could be a prime rookie of the year candidate if he wasn't on a good team. He'd be a rookie of the year candidate if he didn't have Kemba in front of him. I think if the mm-hmm. Celtics knew – like, cause it's hard, you know, when you're a GM, like from Danny Ainge's perspective, he knows Carson Edwards good. He knows he wants to make a pick on him, but he knows he's not going to reach for him. He's going to get him where his value's at. And you also can't, you know, mortgage your future on that and mortgage your current team too by, you know, cause if Danny Ainge knew how Carson Edwards was going to be and like, Hey, this guy could be something, yeah. he wouldn't have signed Kemba, but he's not going to take that risk. That risk as, of having a rookie as, instead of Kemba Walker. Yeah. <laughs> and Kemba Walker says he wants to come to the Celtics. You sign Kemba Walker. He's the top five point guard in this league. Um, I think there's a shot for him being at the shooting guard spot. And, and I think he I can think so really too. push Jalen Brown mm-hmm. and, and be like, look, just I'm taking the spot from you. And I think that's good for both players because I think Jalen Brown will also get a little kick in the ass. And I think the same thing for Carson Edwards, if they're battling for that two spot and Tatum and Hayward are battling out for the three, you want those good, healthy battles that Brad Stevens can take that instead of, you know, like they said, force feeding players. He can now say, Hey, whoever has, he could pull a bill Belichick, right? Whoever has the hot hand is going to be playing. Whoever is exactly. in Brady too, does the same thing. Whoever is the best receiver right now is going to get the ball. Get the ball. And that's how the Celtics should do it. Whoever and because they don't have any selfish players really. No. Right now, it's a good solid team. They got rid of most of their selfish players. Now it's, hey, he's open. We trust him to hit the shot. Or, hey, Carson Edwards hasn't missed yet. Keep feeding him the ball. He's getting the ball. Gordon Hayward, you're sitting on the bench right now. Jason Tatum, you're not getting your shots. Sorry. Yeah. Three games in three games, he has 19 points per game, 2.7 rebounds a game, and assists a game. 54% yeah, he's he's a shooting guard. A fifty four percent from the field. Like he's shooting the ball. He's a shooting guard. He's, exactly. And he's going to be he a shooting is guard. Some he's been hitting some crazy shots in people's yeah. mouths. At, Pur- at Purdue, he ran the point, but that's because they really didn't have a point. And he needed to be the guy that would just run up, shoot the ball, and then grind for it. Now, what do you think about Traymont Waters? What do you think about that? With with him and Carson Edwards, because 
they're probably both going to make the team now. I think yeah. that I think Carson Edwards. I honestly think they didn't plan on having both of them on the team, and they're both playing pretty solid. Yeah. I think that's why they got rid of Gershon is because they realized like, look, Shemi's never going to be something crazy, but he's defensive a good specialist, defensive. Yeah, he's a defensive, defensive specialist. guy. So the Celtics were like, all right, Gershon hasn't really done anything. Mm-hmm. He was a first round pick. Hasn't done anything. It's like he's not going to accept going back to the G League again. Like, yeah. Might Didn't well get to him see walk. him for two years. <laughs> he's like, all right, you know what? This draft and stash guy that we got is literally nothing. He's gone. Made a mistake. Whatever. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, what, are you, what are you looking at with this roster, looking at Summer League a little bit more closely? Where do you think it's headed? I re- So, like, I'm looking I – was, I was looking at it a little bit. I was doing a little research on things. And definitely, you know, I see the Celtics up there. The Celtics are a strong contender. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the things they're definitely lacking in is their rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, their best rebounder right now is Time Lord with 8.6 or something like that. In the Summer League. In the Summer League. Yeah. And then the next best is, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Grant Williams with 6.7. And it's like, and that's not good. We just talked good. about Taco Fall, but and still, he's not even leading the team. Uh, yeah, Taco Fall has three point three rebounds a game, but it's also I'm on this train. Play Taco, play him. He's only getting thirteen minutes a game. Play that guy. Play that man. Let the man play basketball. Hey, give him, give him a game in the starting lineup. Give him, you know, that's what I'm saying, full minutes at full starter minutes, and see what he can do. If he might. You know, drop twenty with yeah. thirteen rebounds yeah. and be like, okay, because he had good. some. He had some of those moments in college, even though he plays for UCF, like not the top tier conference you could think of. Definitely but not. It's still there. Yeah, I'm. My thing is, I think looking at this roster, I think the Celtics where they're going to go. Um, they cleared up, you know, a spot with Gershon. They have to pay him a little bit of money, but it's because it's his own player. They're going to pay on the tax anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was making. You know, four million dollars, and and I know that sounds like not a lot in in today's world of, of free agency and stuff, but that is a lot for a player that averaged I think it was two point six yeah, points per game. Nothing much. as a first round pick. Yeah, and like yeah, he doesn't get minutes, but you know, you translate that. I think there's like you know his per per thirty six stats. I didn't look it up, but you know, it's probably not much different. <laughs> like. When he's out there, he just looks like he's taking up space. Yeah. You know, he doesn't do he anything special. He's like all around and everything, but he's like a sixty overall and everything. Yeah, it's like he's not like, oh well, he's like terrible. It's not like Shemi where it's like he can't do anything besides play D exactly. and he's like a Tony Allen type of guy. Yeah. It's like he oh, has Tony no Allen. special. Oh my god, my Tony Allen, that guy ripped Tony Allen. <laughs> <laughs> he was he could not score like that was he had he was something on the offensive end, but his defense made up for it, you know? So I don't know. I just, I just think where the Celtics are going to go. I I just, as much as people want it, I don't know if Taco is going to make the team. I don't think he's going to make this roster. I don't think he's ready because people think he's ready to just hop in, you know, and become a savior at center. But the thing is, I think he just might just because he might just, because of the lack of depth that we have, like full on with centers, because we don't know what's going to fully happen yet. We don't see who who's going to be there yet. Of course, like Robert Williams going to have another spot again. We got Ennis Cantor because he's there. You know, we never know what's going to happen with random European guy. 
You never know what will happen with that. Yeah, I mean, that could be a diamond in the rough that Danny just found and said, hey, yeah. let's oh, give yeah. this guy a chance. And, or he could just be another Daniel Tice, and I'm okay with that. I'm more than okay with another Daniel Tice because my favorite thing about Daniel Tice is he does like that one thing in the game. That's super, like I want anybody to pay attention to Celtics highlights, and you will see at least one Daniel Tice dunk. Yeah, He'll get a rebound and slam it, and the crowd goes his wild. two points per game. His, yeah, exactly. It's two points per game, but that guy is made of pure grit. Man is chewing on metal, waiting for his spot on the bench. Like, yeah, and, and he's a good teammate, too. That's the thing. It's like you see it on the on the bench. Like he, That's something that you need on your team, and I think that's why the Celtics keep him around. And it's also an extra body, a veteran, something that's there that, you know, hey, if he got a little bit more minutes, like he wouldn't be amazing, but like he'd be capable. Yeah. Like he'd grab rebounds. You know, if you gave him starting minutes because you really needed someone to start, Daniel Tice could give you, you know, seven rebounds and maybe six points, something like that. Like he could give you enough just to like – Just to get by. Get the rebounds and be that body. So like I have nothing against it. But I I don't know. I think the Celtics have a glaring hole. Um, Honestly – Everywhere, except point guard, and and I'm a huge Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown fan. I've loved Jason Tatum since they drafted him. My thing with Jason Tatum is it's now or never. I said it after the playoffs, and I said mm-hmm. in the playoffs, I said it to all of you guys when we were watching it. The first season, I said if Jason Tatum is going to be a star, he is going to take over this playoffs because you see it like people like Kobe, Magic, all those guys that are going to be. Stars and Hall of Famers, they take over. And I think that's kind of where Jason Tatum was his first year. He took a little bit of a step back, but he needs to go from an 18 points per game player to like a 24, 25 points per game player like this year for this, yeah. for him to have a shot. Because if he doesn't do that, I think he becomes a trade chip for Danny Ainge. And I think Danny Ainge is okay with losing Tatum and Jalen Brown together. I think because he'll say, you to know what, bring in another all star. Yeah, to bring I mean? in someone like a cat or someone yeah. like someone like that, he'd be like, you know what? At this point, now we're going to give him up. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, what are we getting out of it now? It's like yeah. we made the if, investment. If Jason Tatum is only a nineteen or twenty points per game player, then like, that's not what we need. We need a guy that'll yeah. be able to. You run need everything. the you need the guy because Kemba's not getting any old younger. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, you can't have another Al Horford situation. No, where you know Al Horford is great, right? Perfect fit here. He got old, right? I yeah. think he's going to be great in Philly this coming year. I think that was – I honestly love that pickup because you know what? Philly – that pickup was Philly saying, we have our answer to Giannis mm-hmm. because not Al Horford, no. But they have Simmons, Harris, Horford, and Embiid. How is Giannis going to be able to get yeah. through that? It's pretty disappointing. That's that's like the best lineup in the league without being able to hit a three-point shot. <laughs> I think like, Josh Richardson, he's all right. Yeah, no. If Josh Richardson's going to be the guy that's going to save your team, then you have you better Al switch Horford, up your priorities. Al Horford is your best three point shooter in that one, and that's horrible. Yeah, I'm Al so Horford's sorry. The third option on a three point, he's like kick it out to him. He can hit it. Philly, I'm really sorry to hear that. But you guys can't hit three point shots. I, I mean, with that early prediction, I still have the Sixers being in the NBA. Finals, I think with they, that could, they could definitely be up there with the roster they have. It's definitely possible. I think if they can find a way if to make can, it work, if they can coincide, if yeah. they can all work, then hell that's yeah. they're gonna have. You're gonna play them, and I don't think you're gonna get a single rebound. No, because Al Horford has always been a four, mm-hmm. and he came to the Celtics to be a five. Mm-hmm. And 
or he is a center, but he's more of a four. He's six ten. He's not, you know, seven footer. He's not a six eleven kind of guy. Seven one, whatever. You have Embiid, Horford, Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, and Ben Tobias Simmons. Tobias Harris. That was a dumb contract. Can overpaid. That's a. That's gonna blow up in their face. It really is because when they can't he'll be good for another when year. they can't pay Embiid and Simmons. Yeah, that was my first thought. When they can't pay them and they have to ship one of them out, I can't wait to see that team fall apart. Well, that, I the same thing I said was when I f- first saw that when they signed him, I said, you know what? Good for Tobias Harris. He got his money. Yeah, whatever. He's a decent. He's kind of worth that money somewhere. Somewhere, but, but not. not, not not he, with a team with Philly Embiid Simmons. Philly overpaid him, but if Tobias Harris went to like Phoenix, Sacramento or Sacramento, Phoenix, exactly like that would have been Harrison like, Barnes, like yeah. no, like Tobias Harris deserved that Sacramento contract. Yeah, not Harrison Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> fucking and then highway <laughs> robbery for your boy, and like he pulled. Yeah, that, and, oh, and that was man. my first thought: is like you have guys that you invested top three picks in. That are exactly. still under control. And you know what? Embiid is – I'm going to f- say it. He's the best center in the NBA. I think so. And all around, he can do it all. And he, Simmons, as much as he can't shoot and he's not a fantastic scorer. He can pass the he's ball. He's an unbelievable playmaker. He's a body. He's a body he's too. A, he can play the post. Yeah. And you're just going to let Tobias Harris, who is going to be gonzo in two years, Yeah, you know, and take all of that money. I mean, hey, they still have money. They didn't give it to Jimmy. So they still have money yeah. to give to one of them. But one of them is going to have to go. And you know who's going to go? It's going to be Embiid because centers of his caliber don't come around often. And you know who's going to have to – you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, hey, we can get more for Embiid than Simmons. Yeah. And they're going to trade Embiid and keep Simmons, exactly. which is not something you should do. If I'm if Philly, if you're somehow listening to this or if someone wants to get this to Philly. Brett Brown, I know you're one of our 50 viewers. Yeah. We know. Listen to us. But. Keep Joel Embiid. Shit, you know, no, trade Joel Embiid. Get rid of Joel Embiid. Let the Celtics take what they want. Joel Embiid, get the fuck out of here. Go to the West. We'll see you in the finals. I don't, I'll lock down. I'll lock down Ben Simmons. I don't care. Like we <laughs> DeAndre Ayton. Mm, man, he is he's he's up there. Now that that's another team that's kind of I don't want to talk about basketball too much just cuz you know we talked about it a little bit. Um, but I have one more thing about basketball. Yeah, you know what? Let's say your thing, let's switch over um kind of change the pace cuz we're already going on like 20 I, minutes here. All I want all I want is a quick just because of the summer league Quick top three rookie of the year predictions. Do you have yours? You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I have mine. I have mine. So if you okay. want me to go first, I'll go first. Go first. So of course, you're always gonna put Zion up there, but I'm not. I don't think Zion I think Zion is a great player, but I really don't think he'll be in that rookie of the year competition because I feel like he's going to be he's so not gonna get minutes focused on. He's gonna be so jumped on on that. But my – He's not going to get minutes. He's going to have a scary injury. My rookie of the year, as of right now, the Miami Heat pulled off Tyler Hero. He is an absolute stud. He was a Kentucky. The guy can ball out. And you want to know what I think it is? If they don't get Russ, put Jimmy at the one and start Hero. They lost Josh Richardson. 
So whatever, there's a little hole there, but they they definitely. No, but no, I'm talking about I'm talking about shooters. I know. I'm white t- side. Yeah, white side. <laughs> But I think Tyler Hero can shoot the damn ball. He was there for a lot of Kentucky big moments. He hit those shots they needed, and he's there for that. Another guy that I'm definitely going to look into a little bit more is Chris Boucher in Toronto because that's another team that isn't too serious right now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they they have holes, and they have to fill those holes. And then I feel R.J. Barrett, of course, just because he's on the Knicks, and he's the team. He's the team. <laughs> he yeah. has to do something because, yeah, Julius Randle's your number one. There it is. Yeah. Well, mine is a little different than yours. Actually, pretty different. Um, my number one, where, where I'm putting my money this year for my uh, rookie of the year, is John Morant. I think on the I Grizzlies. John Morant. On the Grizzlies, he's now the guy. (laughs) Mike Conley's gone. He's that Westbrook. You can do it. Here's here's everything. Just go win. Um, Another one. I'm gonna make this quick just just to get there. Um, Brady Carson Edwards. I'm saying it. He can do it. He definitely can. But he's on that established team. That's what always scares me. The thing is, though, is if he, if the Celtics notice this, there's always going to be a breakout player in the league that doesn't get as much minutes. Yeah. Hey, if Brad Stevens sees what Danny Ainge sees and they see this together, because they obviously went in that meeting when they drafted him, they said together, this is what we're going to do. It doesn't hurt to give him 15 to 20 minutes a night in the beginning of the year and, see what's and up. swap out with Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and just kind of see what's going on. Because mm-hmm. if he plays in 20 minutes and he's getting, you know, 15 points, be like, hey, this guy is a scorer. Let's give him 30 minutes a night and see where he goes. Um, and then, you know, my last pick. Now, this to me, the only reason I'm saying this is, is because um, – of the Cavs, but I, I like weird feeling. It's just Garland. Darius Garland, like I don't know. It's just that the Cavs luck of just getting good players yeah. and then like I just feel like he's gonna have a great year. I mean, he's yeah. they're gonna build around him, ship Kevin Love off, right? And then this yeah. guy's gonna play his career there and then they're gonna trade him off to another team and then be shitty again. Yeah, exactly. It's the Cleveland way. Like, hey, they were they were close last- Colin Sexton came in third last year. Yeah, so it's like they definitely they have, the, young have the bad drop in Colin Sexton, and then you know, yeah, that, that, that whole yeah. Thing. So, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I I wanted to uh, change because we're gonna take a quick little break, um, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk a little bit about some baseball, um, just kind of the trade deadline, see where we're gonna go with that, um, and then we're probably gonna do that little segment there. Hop on, maybe, maybe, maybe talk a little bit, little bit about you know some weekend stuff, some personal stuff that oh, yeah. we got, um, and then we'll bring in our special guest and kind of go from there and see what we're gonna do. But yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, come back. Brady, do you have anything you want to say before on, on basketball before we kind of close that in the beginning? Um, <clears throat> the Detroit Pistons can win the summer league. They have a bunch of nobodies with a high percentage of shots. And we are back, um, Brady. I'm I'm ready to talk baseball. It is getting really close to the trade deadline. 
Um, Red Sox fans, we lost the Travis Shaw trade 110%. Um, Thornburg is released. What are the Red Sox going to do? Because it's it's not like they need something. It's they need their players to play better. They need their pitching to play better. Yeah. But they need to get something. Yeah, they need you know. to do something at the deadline. They're right on the verge of getting there and being a contender. Um, again, they have great offensive weapons. They've done it last year. They're returning champs. What do they need to do to put themselves in a position to – Maybe knock some teeth in this playoffs. Yeah, you know, it really doesn't help that they got rid of their most beloved player in Tyler Thornburg. You know, everybody knew that Tyler Thornburg is the GOAT of the league, and he was ready to tear it up, even though he was so inconsistent. It was it was almost his time to shine. Um, I'm, I'm completely not serious. I'm very happy we got rid of Tyler Thornburg. I'm not a fan. I've never a fan of him this whole year. I thought he had a super cool name, and I thought, hey, maybe I'll buy a jersey. And then I said, wow, this guy is dog shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like they definitely have to attack some pitching. Uh, one of the things that I saw was Noah Syndergaard. The Red Sox were interested in Noah Syndergaard, but also were the Yankees. I feel like a lot of the pitching transactions – that were in the Red Sox mind were also in the Yankees mind. You know what I mean? It, what, would, what would you think? So this is a lower tier kind of thing. So there's been a couple reports um, out there, potential pitchers that the Red Sox are target because you know what? They need a pitcher and it's not because they have bad pitching. I think a lot of the Red Sox pitchers have been consistent for where they're at. It's just, they're not getting ace numbers from their aces. They're not getting number two numbers from their number two. Yeah. And they're not getting the inning-eating guys to eat innings. Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting guys that usually would go deep into games, pitching four or five innings. Their bullpen's beat up. That wasn't already a good bullpen to start. Um, so a couple of names out there that have been kind of thrown around is is one on the Orioles, Andrew Kashner. Um, I've liked him for the longest time. I think he is a fit um of doing you know whatever he does mm-hmm. um and another thing which is a little bit more is i know we talked you said Syndergaard, um but zach wheeler i think yeah. that's something cheaper that's been linked out um to the red sox i think you know he's he's getting closer and closer to being more attainable with the red sox um but like for me, the, the biggest thing is the Red Sox need to make sure that the pitcher that they get is going to stay consistent. Yeah, You don't want uh, trading our top prospect for a Drew Pomeranz kind of deal again. You want a wow. pitcher that – we don't really have a farm system to give up. No. We're not giving up Chavis. We're not no. giving up Devers. We're not giving up. Mookie, we're not giving up JBJ. We're not doing any of that. And JBJ is not a prospect, or yeah. Mookie's not a prospect. But I'm, you, you get the point. We're not giving up an everyday bat yeah. that we have for our sixth starter because we have five starters and they should be performing. But we're getting a sixth starter because somebody in that lineup, somebody in that rotation, has got to go. A possible one that I was reading up on. Um, get a little wily vet in the action. Go over to Pittsburgh, call for Francisco Loriano, get him in here. 
Let him play the ball. Let him do the thing. We're definitely looking for some relief. Um, maybe a relief pitcher idea right now is Sean Doolittle over in Washington. What really is Washington doing right now? You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> maybe they're maybe they're almost ready. You know, to just get rid of the guy. He's balling out for them, but what what else are they going to do? It's ten you know, o'clock. Thanks, computer. My computer sometimes does that for me. It's pretty awesome. He forgets what time it is. Yeah, exactly. And actually, fun fact: my computer's on blind mode because when I was in school, when I wasn't an absolute idiot, um, I would put it on that setting because I would always be up way too late. So my computer would tell me it's like 4 a.m. And I'm like, well, I do have to be up in four hours from my 8 a.m. So <laughs> I guess maybe I should go to bed. Um, maybe that's why I didn't do too well. But you a know. Couple, I had a couple of oddball moves too. Yeah. So I'm looking through, right? I'm looking through Twitter the other day. And I see, you know, an article, you know how, oh, potential trades. You know, it's like one of those bleacher report things, yeah. right? And I look through and I see, I just actually pulled up the article again because I just looked, I liked it a couple days ago. So two trades, Madison Bumgarner and Will Smith to the Twins. Now, that's not the Red Sox, but the Red Sox might be able to sneak in there because Bumgarner is not Bumgarner anymore. No. But Will Smith, 2.32 ERA right now. Right, that the Sox could get another starter. Right, maybe a change of pace. Maybe going into the AL for Bumgarner might be a good thing. They get a good reliever in that, and maybe they fix their pitching with that one move. Yeah. You take a chance on somebody that was dominant. Yeah, somebody that was a dominant playoff pitcher in that. And mm. then another one is Zach Grinky. He's having a good year still. He's still a good pitcher. We don't have much to give him, but. Would you consider giving up Chavis for him for Grinky? Would you I think? Wouldn't. Would you consider giving up? You know, something. Would it, like would it would it would it be okay to get rid of the farm because we don't have a farm right now? We I went from the best farm system with Dombrowski to now having, having one of the worst. Would you still? Strap I don't want to get farm? rid of the young guys. You want to know who I think I should get rid of? I'm going to sound like a dick, and everybody's going to love me when I say this. I think we should get rid of Mookie. How much money can we really have to give them later on down the road? Oh, the Red Why? Sox have that. The, Re- or the Red Sox have the money, yeah. But think about the young guys we have now that are playing for us. Think about the people that are still, you know, still hitting the bats, still doing the thing. You know, even though Jackie Bradley Jr. doesn't produce offensively, defensively he's unreal. Uh, Michael Chavis sooner or later is going to be getting money. Rafael Devers, we want to keep him for a long time. We're still going to keep around bogey at the shortstop. Like, we have outfielders. Like, Ben Benintendi's going to be money. JD's probably going to leave, but you never know. If Mookie's not there, we can give him money. I think I, I agree with you in that sense where we have to give money. I just think the way we need to look at it is, is year by year kind of thing with this Red Sox because baseball has become more and more of a year by year kind of thing, as you've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, teams have had hot years and then just – yeah. miss the playoffs the next year and it's like it's a weird sport where you know like like nfl right you're a good team you're a good team every year because players stay consistently good if they're a good player there's no yeah. like baseball is one of those sports where hey he had a great season oh this guy might be good he might figure it out and bang gets hit with a slump and yeah. just like jbj the 30 home run year and him batting almost 300 and 30 stolen bases and like was looking like an all star, like an MVP. Bad. And then went <laughs> back to batting a buck 75 and couldn't, mm-hmm. 
hit more yeah. than five home runs. It's like that's how baseball is. So I think it's it's hard to predict. Yeah. But you know, I think Mookie's one of those players that when you have somebody that you can predict year in year out that he's going to give you a range of you know two eighty five to three twelve, kind of give you about fifteen lowest to you know, 35 home runs kind of player and you know, he's a good defender. It's like, if you know, you're consistently going to get good stats that you can bank on. It's like, that's something that's worth the money. And I think there's not a lot of players like Mookie, especially that the Red Sox have had in a while that have been a top five player in the league. I know he's not playing it right now, but he's, I think, I think we can just sell high. I think we just sell high with him, you know? Um, And I'd also like to make a quick correction on the Nationals thing that I said earlier, but maybe they just want to sell out now. Like, looking at the NL right now, everybody is in complete playoff contention. Except for the Miami Marlins. They're always in contention. No, they're not. (laughs) Like, literally, like, they have 47 wins. Like, they're all there. But everybody has high 40 wins. Literally, everybody has high 40 wins. So I feel as if the Nationals can just fall off the cliff like every great quote-unquote team does you know what i mean like see okay it's like you still have you still have the you still have the dodgers with 60 wins already the braves have 54 wins the phillies are tied in the same division with the national zone everybody's flipped exactly that's that's my thing with baseball is the twins are good again like True. Hello. Yeah, they're fifty six and thirty three. Like, like what is going on over like, there? Like, and it's not, and that's not on top. Knock the players that they have. Like, but they're good, right? When they have good players, they're good, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's been times where teams have just like gone on a rant of just signing players, trading players, or blowing up their team, or drafting, and and just kind of pushing towards that rebuild, you know. And baseball is such a long season where anything can happen. It's just crazy that one year, you know, you have a team that's bottom of the barrel, and then the next year they're good, like the Padres. Like, they're not playing amazing, but, hey, the Padres before, like, have always been a shitbag team. And then what did they do? They somehow got Manny Machado to come to them. Yeah, You know, it's like that's just how, how baseball is, and I think that's just crazy, so. I mean, the Red Sox, I think we can all agree. I don't want to spend too much time on it because as it gets closer, we'll hear more rumors, and I think mm-hmm. we'll have more to base off of. Exactly. Um, you know, so obviously I, I, I want to talk more about that when I get back from Phoenix when we do our third episode, and we can kind of talk about um, more of baseball yeah. because I think we both understand that the deadline is 21 days from now. It's three weeks from now. So Exactly. Um, a lot changes, especially records in that time. So I think it's kind of best to just get those our initial thoughts out there. But exactly. I kind of wanted to shift over with you. Yeah. Um, NFL, not so early oh predictions. Boy, not so early predictions. I am so excited for the NFL. Like as you can see, like I have like my notes right here. I literally yeah, have. You, well, they can't see. I can well, see. as you can see, well, they, I can't really see anything. There's words written on the page. I don't know how to read. I'm sorry. That, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But I just want a quick run through. Quick. A quick run speedy. through. Speedy. Quick run through the divisions and then awards. So you ready? Right. You run through your list because you wrote down yep. it and you did this. And I'm literally just going to give you an AFC, NFC. I'm a huge football fan. I just didn't take the time to write this. So I'm not just copping out. I'm going to give you AFC versus NFC Super Bowl. I like Super that. Bowl prediction. 
and I'm going to give you league MVP and rookie of the mm-hmm. year, and that's it. I'm not huh? going to spend too much time on it because I want a quick run of through. We're going to get to our guest. We got some funny ass questions. Want to so to show start NFL early prediction speed round? You got the AFC East, of course. You got the Patriots, Bills, Jets, Dolphins. I feel like the Dolphins should already sell. Is this they're already this done in order? This is that's in order right okay. there. So it's the Patriots, Bills, Jets, Dolphins. The Bills have a lot of potential. The Jets are still going to be the Jets, but they're not going to be worse than the Dolphins. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. Jets going to Jet. You got the AFC North. I am saying it now. The Browns will not win the AFC North. The Steelers will hold out on top, fall by the Browns, Ravens, and Bengals. The Bengals are still the sob story of forever because they lost their first-round pick to a torn bicep. That is horrible. You have the AFC South. We got the Colts. We got the Texans. We got the Titans and the Jags. Big Dick Nick cannot save the Jaguars from that horrific season they had last year. You know what saves the Jaguars? A new ownership. Yeah, it really is. What new location? Yeah, it's not. It's not really what it is. What their their main owner right now is Shad Khan. Shad Khan bought that team and literally has nothing to do with football. <laughs> Moving on, AFC West. We have my LA Chargers, the Chiefs. I definitely have the Chiefs up there now closer because the Tyreek Hill video came out. The audio came out. Tyreek Hill is 100%, in my personal opinion, innocent of the whole entire girlfriend conspiracy right now. I think he is. I think that audio coming out really proved a lot of him. I didn't even hear the audio. It was him literally just basically him shouting, you ruined my life, and her admitting that, like, she's bullshit. Like, (laughs) it's crazy. And then after that, you know, we're going to go into the NFC. I still got the Cowboys on top. I still think Zeke, Dak, and Amari Cooper are going to be able to run that. They have a great young defense. Leighton Van Der Esch is going to run that. Sean Lee's still always in the background until he gets hurt week one. Then you have the Eagles, Redskins, and Giants. I feel like Carson Wentz is just going to get hurt again. Poor guy. They probably should have traded them instead of Nick Foles. You got the NFC North. Bears, Packers. Lions and Vikings. I have the Packers and the Lions very, very close to each other. I have the Bears running away with this division. But I feel like I have the Lions and the Packers close to each other. I don't know why. I just I saw a thing about Matt Stafford, the way that he's throwing the ball right now. He's on pace to break every single passing record. Yeah, Matt Stafford is – The gunslinger. Every- yeah. <laughs> and, and the Lions, and you know this, I said Browns too, but they used to be my favorite team besides the Patriots. I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. Andy Worm called it out. All right. There it is. Andy Worm, you're correct. But <laughs> loyal follower, Andy Worm. I've always been a fan of the Lions strictly for their jerseys and Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like that was me when I had that. And Matt Stafford too. So I'm not they, – that's the point of having a second favorite team. You're supposed to bandwagon them. You're not supposed to be – Crazy about bolt gang, bolt gang, bolt gang. You're supposed to. And as you can see, I have the Vikings all the way at the bottom. Oh boy, Kirk Cousins is a loser. He's gassed up. He's always been gassed up. He went there and he ruined that team. He spent too much money. He's done. NFC set NFC South. I have the Saints, Panthers, Falcons, and Bucks. I feel like the Panthers definitely made some good moves for the receiver side of things. If Cam Newton can stay healthy and Christian McCaffrey can, you know, move forward, maybe they maybe they can topple the Saints. Maybe. But I'll, I'm going to have the Bucs on the bottom 
because the Bucks are just gonna buck. They're all they're always done. Whether they drafted Devin White, and that's probably the best move they made. And the NFC West, of course, you gotta have the Rams up top. I'm still selling high on them. They're still there. The Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. I really do feel that the Cardinals will have a better season. They definitely try to bolster the offensive line. They definitely added some talent for Kyler Murray to go after. And David Johnson's still David Johnson, even though he's not going to be fully successful at have it. Um, but, yeah, there's all of that. Cam, who's your MVP? I'm going to get to that, and I want to preface something, and I want to get to my, my predictions for the AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game, and the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It is going to be the battle of all-time quarterbacks. In the AFC, Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady, AFC Championship game, Chargers, Patriots. NFC, Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees, Saints and Packers. And you know what the Super Bowl is for me? Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. As it should have been. And Drew Brees taking a win and retiring. Now, a lot of you are going to get upset about that, but – Brady's not going anywhere. He'll be back the next year. You know, he, just, he likes to win every other year now. You know, just gives other people a chance. And Drew Brees, I think, is going to cement himself as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, one of the best players of all time, with another ring. And I think that he can do it with the team that he's got built around him. They got some pieces to help him out. And he's got really one last hurrah, kind of, in a way. Yeah. This is kind of towards the end of his career. My MVP for the year it's not Pat Mahomes. It's not Drew Brees. It's Philip Rivers because it's getting himself. Now, Brady, I'm not doing this to jerk you off in the Chargers. Oh, but you are. <laughs> I'm telling you, you I know. are. <laughs> but the reason, my reasoning behind this is because I have the Chargers in the AFC Championship game, Philip Rivers is going to have a career year with the weapons they've given him mm-hmm. and the, the upgraded defense. I feel like they're going to be moving towards getting into the playoffs, getting deeper into the playoffs, winning their division, and I think Phillip Rivers is going to be the main reason that they get to the AFC Championship game. They're going to lose to the GOAT. Oh, yeah. Because you can't beat the GOAT there. And the reason I have Drew Brees winning in the Super Bowl is strictly for the fact that he is also a GOAT, you know, in his own sense. He is also probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, and he is going to beat the best quarterback to ever play. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees is going to play on real. So that's what I have. And then for me, rookie of the year, I, w- I was going to give a prediction, but I hate giving prediction for rookie of the year because it all depends on how the league shapes up. If a rookie of the year makes an impact on his team and they make it to the playoffs on the defensive side, it doesn't really get noticed. It's more of an offensive kind of award, and I don't want to make those predictions. Honestly, like – Straight up, like I know it sounds like a combo, but like I don't really have a good feeling of who's going to win it. It could go anywhere, so I'm not mm-hmm. even going to say anything there. Well, I kind of like that. I know, I know, I feel you on that. I think it was really difficult for me to even think of a defensive rookie of the year just because there's so many great candidates. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to round out by saying my MVP. I got Andrew fucking Luck, baby. I got all the luck in the world. Yeah, you do. Andrew Luck is going to. I, ball I'm just freaking out excited. Oh, I'm just, I'm just so happy to be here, guys. Like, it, so happy we won this he, game. It, he, they're they're setting up their offensive line to be better. Two years ago, when he was like, what was it? Three years ago, when he was the mo- one of the most hit quarterbacks in the whole league. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, exactly. And then he dies. 
and now he's come back and he's yeah, going to ball nice. out. You know what I mean? I really think that with the weapons that he can throw to, with a good running back that you have in Marlon Mack, if he can stay healthy, things can definitely shape up for Andrew Luck. He's right. a guy who can catch passes. I threw in a little comeback player of the year. Not Jimmy G. Oh. I feel like that's a big thing that people want. But a different I think, Jimmy G? I think it's going to be Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas going over to the Ravens. Broke his leg and flipped off the Seahawks. He's coming back. He's coming for else could be a comeback player of the year, too. Jimmy G. He could. But not Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Graham. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's tough. That one hurt my soul a little bit. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski, comeback player of the year. I think so. I'm just I'm gonna throw my offensive rookie. I think of the he year. lost weight. He did lose a lot no, of no, weight. No, no, he did. No, but I'm. I think he lost weight because he wants to come back and play wide as receiver. an Aaron Hernandez type tight end, where he doesn't have to block as much, and that's why he's not coming in. So he doesn't know the blocking schemes, right? Yeah. Because he's gonna come back. Ben Watson's and, a block guy. Yeah, but he's gonna come back. <laughs> And he's going to miss all of OTs, all of training camp, not know any new plays they added that are the blocking schemes because they're going to change them, right? They're going to change them. And Gronk's going to say, hey, I remember all the passing plays. Me and Tom have that chemistry. I don't have to block anymore. You know, Gronk's a three-time champion, and he's one of the best tight ends to ever – he is the best tight end to ever play. If he keeps it up, he keeps playing. He's going to come back, have a nice 12-touchdown season. Right, grab a thousand yards, get another chance at a ring. He's not going to win it because I already predicted Drew Brees to. <laughs> we'll win it next year, get his fourth ring, then he can go into WWE. Uh, yeah, then he can go to the WWE. Yeah, you got four rings, you're good. Exactly. You know, nobody else is going to touch that. You're a tight end with four rings. Are you kidding me? Of course not. But yeah, so shifting gears, shifting gears. We are going to shift. bring. An absolute wagon, an absolute chungus. I don't know if this coach, I don't even know if he's awake. He, I think he got really high and fell asleep. Absolute competitor. <laughs> this man weighing in at a weight too large to even check the scale. The man, the myth, the legend, the guy that'll take down the couch. Bubba B.C. Trey will be coming on downstairs for the interview, and we'll all be excited. Guys, get on your goggles. It's about to get wet up in this bitch. And we're back. Now, it is not just only Cam and I. We are joined with special guest... Bubba, how are we doing today, Bub? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. It's boys. poor couch right now. It's a, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, big second episode. We had to bring in the special guest. It's a business doing pleasure with you, Bubba. Exactly. It's we're ready. We're ready to get after it today. Now, Bubba, you are the routine hockey guy. Yep, yep. You're the guy that knows the moves, and you're the guy that's seen the moves happen. Me and you as day one Rangers fans. <laughs> Understand that we had a massive off season. Massive, massive off season. How do how do we feel? Um, we going into the season I feel uh very very good. Uh, Panarin's just absolute biggest pickup out there. Um, I think we could have possibly won free agency as a whole compared to most. Um, we got Kako second overall pick. I mean, mm-hmm. the only other team that probably got a couple big names. You got the Devils that picked up Subban. Uh, Wade Simmons and um, 
was the last in shoes uh, yeah. with the first overall pick. So, um, you know, the Devils made some moves. Uh, a couple other, like, you know, you got the um, Predators added Duchesne, which is huge, but they also lost Subban. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the uh, the Stars, lost Zuccarello, but uh, picked up Corey Perry and Pavelski. Old Corey yeah. Perry. Which and is, uh, it's a, those are big moves. Another person I, I looked at, another guy that Dallas picked up, uh, Tanner Kiro. He played in the AHL for Utica. But he put up some pretty good numbers. He put up like I think I saw like thirty six goals and like twenty four assists. Like for an A an AHL player, it's not like I mean those are good numbers. Those are good yeah. numbers. That's like, probably those are pretty good, good numbers. It was it was either thirty six and fourteen or thirty six and twenty four. Either way, it's like he still put up. Some I mean, yeah, you got solid numbers just to bolster that first line that you know just to help Ben and help Sagan out a little bit. You exactly. Know what I mean? Exactly. You know who else is on the move? Backus too. He's gone. They got to get it of his cap because they won't be able to fucking sign. Yeah. They won't be able to sign fucking um. My God, McAvoy. They won't be able to re up McAvoy or Charlie. Charlie. Well, Charlie. Well, Charlie's a horrible negotiator. Did you see, like, he made yes. like an Instagram post. He was like, "Oh, I'm so excited for the years to come. <laughs> like, the boys had a great season. Like, oh, not a great negotiator to that Charlie. I'll tell you that much. He definitely wants to stay." And I feel like the Bruins see that he wants to stay. Yeah, but they only have about uh, I think it's seven point two five right now left to sign they'll, McAvoy and Carlo. They'll move stuff around. But they'll no, they, I'm saying around. that's why I'm yeah, saying Backus is gone because he has got yeah, yeah. six mil left on his deal for two years, and he they, if they need the money to come up with that, it's Backus. He's a nine time. He got scratched nine times. Yeah, in the playoffs. He's done. His career's over. Yeah, I, he's I think pretty much been on his way out after he left the Blues. He kind of yeah. Just yeah. I don't even know who would want him though. That's the thing. I don't know. Like it's like is is Joe Thornton have any years left or was I think Kelly I think a year? I thought, he was a, I thought he was a free Joe Thornton's agent. contract. Yeah, I thought he was a free agent this summer. I will look that up right now because I feel like it's a year. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought it was like the last run for him. But I'm probably wrong. He's getting there anyway. But he's another one. He's up there. Wow. Source Sharks to sign Joe Thornton to one year deal. There you go. They're bringing back right the vet. There. They're bringing back me and Joe. Beard. Bring back. Bring back the beard. Oh what the? Oh wait, no. Wait a minute. This is dated. This is. Oh, it's dated. Twenty seventeen. Looking at dated sources. Yeah, what great. Is this? So twenty seventeen. So they signed him to a year. Yeah, he's a UFA right now. Yeah. So yeah. They'll, they'll probably bring him back for that little vet. That 40 years old. Maybe he comes back to the Bruins. Possibly. You never know. Yeah, but no, dude, you can't just be bringing back, like, you know, old guys. Yeah, you got, exactly. You got Char. You already have Char that weighing down wheel. Yeah. Char should have been gone four years ago. He should have been gone a long time ago. You, Me and you have a very similar take. I think it might have been me and you. The Rask and Char take. Mm. Yeah. So they will they never win a cup with Rask and Char. Char, exactly. Char, Char just has reach. That's it. He's the slowest yeah, fucking guy slow. out there. He's exactly. so fucking slow. He, he, you know, he turned pucks it's over. The taco fall thing. Score. Yeah. I don't, he can have a good reach. Tuka, ball too. Tuka gets on his little good stints and then just gets lit up. Doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Where am I? I mean, like, <laughs> he's not consistent enough. He constantly looks like he has a concussion too. Like he oh just, God, he, he looks like he's he always from like all the booze. He just hits the sauce hard. Yeah, he's, he the guy's an absolute box. Like honestly, like, oh like he's got the fucking Patrick Kane. <laughs> the sauce, so, the sauce is real with that guy. At least Patrick Kane could figure out how to produce too, though. 
Oh, but he's always he's always doing something. Oh, Can Canner's always yeah. Canner's, Canner's, Canner's always scary, dude. When they were making like, because I mean they missed playoffs, but they were making that huge run. I think he was on like a ridiculous point streak. You want to say it was like close to like twenty games, or twenty something games. You know what else has to go? David fucking Krejci. See you later. I wouldn't mind that. I'm so like. The Bruins had a really bad habit, and I hate to just talk about the Bruins because they're talking about NHL as a whole, but the Bruins have a really bad habit or had a bad habit of running it back in 2011 with all of those guys and giving money to people they shouldn't have, which screwed them now. Because when Krejci was available, they gave him more money than they should have. They re-upped him. Like, keeping him on this team, like, he performed in the playoffs, don't get me wrong, but didn't do it this year. Didn't do absolutely nothing. He's getting up there in age. He's way, He's making way too much for what he does. He's a second-line center, should be a third-line center, and he's just not producing. I, I feel, like, I feel like the thing with the Bs is they keep a lot of like the older guys. They keep the old heads. And then the young guys, they come in, they play kind of good, and they get shipped Ship off. off. You know, yeah. like – yeah, it's uh, they gotta got, stop uh, doing who that. From uh, Harvard, what's his name? Ryan, Bonato, yeah, Shipnado, Johansson just left. Yeah, yeah, jo- yeah. Uh, Johansson. Yeah, that, that was more. He went to Buffalo too. Honestly, they didn't have Buffalo. Money. The Bruins are, I feel like, are almost like comparable to the Oilers with like their draft picks and like who they've gotten and then just like gotten rid of, like just yeah. like talent wise. And like, they don't have the money. Out. The Bruins don't have the money to keep these younger players, like as we see right now with McAvoy and Carlo, two younger players that are solid defensemen. They can't sign because Krejci's on the books, Bacchus is on the books, Char is still on the books. Like they have, and Rask even. It's like, you know, get rid of Bacchus, get rid of Krejci, and you could have freaking right there. Get rid of Krejci and Bacchus, and you have fourteen million to spend. You can give each of those guys seven million, and they're young. Yeah. And then were you saying that Bennington was? Um... In the Providence. Oh yeah, he yeah. was. He ben- was in AHL. Bennington player. was in so, the Providence. So think about that right there. Here's, there's another example. The guy that led his team to the Stanley Cup. Who is to say that you know could not like Tuka? We brought him up. He led that. Blues never have that goalie. That's the Stanley Cup right there. Yeah, and it's like it's not. It's like the reason they got rid of him because it wasn't like full performance. But still, he has intangibles. Clearly, he had intangibles because he brought them to where he brought them. Yeah, and it's like mm. it's like we took a shot on Malcolm Subban. That's the guy we took Dude, the that shot. Guy, that guy, I knew so. he was bad news since day one. I saw him when he played World Juniors. Everybody's like, oh, Sue, you know, Subban, like Subban, you know, the family name. Kid gets drafted by the Bruins. He's like, he's going to be nasty. I'm like, this kid gets lit up. Watch. He had one good game. Next game comes up. I think it was, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it was the semis or something. Got shelled. Yeah. Absolutely shelled. So, lit up. So the Bruins right now, just to get an idea, I'm on cap friendly. They have $8.1 million in cap space right now. Which is enough to sign either McAvoy or Carlo. Mm-hmm. Could probably get Carlo for less, but probably they have it with that right. The players on the roster that are making this money for next year, we've got seven million to Krejci, six to Bergey, which is fine. Six to Pasta, which is fine. Six oh. to Mark. Oh, that Pasta deal is probably one of the. The best things that's happened. The, the, yeah, that's the greatest things of all time. David yeah. Backus. I mean, <laughs> Dave, this is where it gets worse because it's not the big contracts. It's the mid-tier contracts to low-tier players. They have $6 million to Backus. They have 3.2 to Charlie Coyle. They have 2.8 to Heinen. They just one, resign them, two-year deal. 1.3 to Corrali. About 1.2 to Wagner. You have – let's see who else we got. I mean – 
DeBrusque making 863000 Perfect. I think, is he rookie? Is he he's still, yeah, he still has a rookie deal. deal. He has yeah. one more year. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get paid. Tory Crew, five mil. Paid. Get paid. John Moore, 2.75 for John yeah, Moore. He's fucking, he's oh. dog shit. Kevin Miller, John 2. Moore 2. is 5. dog shit. Papa Mags, if you're listening to this right now, when you were telling me that John Moore is good, I wanted to laugh in your face. Like it destroyed me on the inside having to hear that. Char is making two mil, which is I guess not bad, but he needs to just leave. He needs to go. He he signed he signed the year they got him on that re-sign right before the playoffs started. Like, was that supposed to be like a morale booster or something like that? He took a shot to the face and you thought, like, oh, this guy, like, we're gonna come out and ball for our guy. He's hurt. They didn't even do that. So like, if they can't rally around Char taking a slap shot to the face, what are we gonna do? Look at look <laughs> at their goaltending situation though right now. They have want to think about Rask it. and Halak, thirty two and thirty four, seven million for Rask, two point seven for Halak. Rask has two more years this year and another year at seven million. <laughs> Dump him. They can't and they can't trade him. Nobody wants him. And they can't, no. but they can't trade him. That's the problem. And they still they, have. Did they restructure the no trade? So I'm nope, pretty still sure has a no trade. Clause. He's on a no trade. He has a no trade clause. He's right had now. that forever. Why did they do that? Did they think he was going to be the goalie of the future? Did they think he was going to pull all this magic? Tory Krug has a no trade clause. I, I'll take that. David Backus has a no trade clause. Oh God, no! I didn't even know that. Marshawn and Bergeron have a no movement clause, which is a little different. And then Krejci has a no trade clause. So. The Bruins with their issues right now is not the skill and not like, oh, we have a need and a glaring hole. It's their fucking contracts that they're giving people. They just signed Connor Clifton to a three-year deal. Like, can we just talk about that too? They just signed Connor Clifton. What do you do? He had what he had one goal, absolute screamer. And it was just, oh, Connor Clifton. Yeah, yeah. Absolute bar down rip. And then it was just, <laughs> just like, hey, here am I. Like, here I am. Now where do I go? The rest of the playoffs. He's he's he still on the helmet around his face. So he's a three year extension because he's still on his rookie deal. Yeah. But he has he's going to be making one million a year for that contract in 2020, 2020 is so after next season he's going to be making a mil a year until he's gone. Now the like they said it's the contracts are giving the these people it's the let's run it back with these guys like the the Bruins when they had Peter Shirelli would have went with this roster that we had this year and would have overspent to keep Johansson and keep these guys here and be like, run it back. The Chris Kellys and the Rich Peverly's of the world fucking run it back. We just fucking want a cup. You know, it's like, that's not how a team should be built. You should constantly be changing it. Like your third and fourth line players need to constantly be moving around. Like you can't keep them under on a three fucking million a year contract just to leave them on your third line. Like, yeah, your top six forwards, fine. Keep them locked up for a good point. Your your top two defensive pairs, yeah, but everybody else is just role players. They just yeah. need to swap out and get a new guy in there every now and then and take a chance on a younger guy and call him up. But I like, truly I truly don't even want to talk to the Bruins right now. I want to talk to this guy right there. I want to talk to the guy straight all the way to my right. I'm just I'm tell me a, tell me a little bit about the hockey background, kid. What do we got? Tell me the hockey background. I gotta. I want to hear it. I want the fan. I want the. We had fifty listeners in the last pod. Not sure if you knew that. Yeah. I want. I want those fifty, maybe plus listeners. I want them to hear it again. You want like? I want. 
from the beginning. Give me anything. Give me anything you, like, want. you want. Any anything important. Uh, you want to? You want to? You have anything to tell Dan Brogan? Dan Brogan. Um, I want like a nice public thank you to our uh, state championship. Uh, lowest goals against in state history the tournament. But shout out to the boys. You know who you are. PBA, twenty ten. Uh, what else we got? I don't know. You know, a couple district championships. Um, not a big deal. Um, you know, number one goalie in the state senior year. Um, not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. Not gonna curse people out, but if you know, you know. Um, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, dump yeah. a chase. I mean, dump a chase. Pretty much now we get pucks in deep nowadays. Um, retired from Tendi. Um, just light it up now. He has been lighting it up, folks. I actually did go watch an absolute snipe, pull it back, whew, right under the goalie's arm. Beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. beautiful. It is an absolute rocket. So I wanted to, I wanted to kind of do something too with you. <laughs> We're doing something new because you are the first guest that we've had on this show. Um, second episode. But we're going to be doing something called rapid fire. So whenever we have a guest, we're just going to literally, this is all we're going to do is we're going to read you a question. Me and Brady are going to alternate and you are going to answer it as quickly as possible. And we're just going to move on to the next question. No, no, like no, uhs, no thinking of it. Just oh, whatever comes to your mind it. and move oh, on. God. People want to know people, what's really in your mind. People want to know the mind. All right, Brady, let's go. You're up first. So, got so we, we have, we have some hot Twitter questions <laughs> coming from the Goofy's group chat out of Winthrop. Oh, uh, we got at first coming from at DTB underscore 19. Dan Brogan has the word. Who do you think would win in the fight? 10 10 year olds or 100 100 year olds? Uh, oh, God. Fuck. Uh, 10 10 year olds. Okay. For me, I have a question for you. If you dig a six feet hole, six foot hole, how deep is it? Six feet. Wow. All right. All right. So then we got uh, we got another one from at Vanessa underscore Dale twenty four. Um, do does a straw have one or two holes? What's one big hole? Thank you, God. Wow. At least you answered one, right? Come right? on, dude. I'm Jesus. curious. How many times do you tug the wrench per day? Fuck. Uh, you know, on a work day, it's real stressful. Um, probably you know maybe maybe three or four times uh, at work too, or uh, at work uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, no comment. I plead the fifth. Yeah. Um, you know, on a weekend, you know, I don't know. So how I'm feeling. Sometimes the weekends are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you lose, you black out from just yanking it so much. You just forget like how many times you've done it. You're like, is is it Saturday still? Sunday? Like, I don't know. It's like white Christmas all over your sheets, and you just Jesus keep Christ. going. <laughs> oh my God. Here's here's a good one from uh at Catherine Freyer. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Ooh, that is a good one. Oh, fuck. Um, I know what I would do. Fuck, dude. That's a tough one. It is a really tough one. I don't know. I need to think about that for a second. The guy likes the speed, but he also likes his Chipotle. I mean, I like my Chipotle, but the Chipotle line ain't ever bad, you know? Like a VIP customer. You know, you... <laughs> that moves, you're always gonna know like when Chipotle's hot, when Chipotle's not hot. Yeah, a real surprise. Here. Real surprise, yeah. <laughs> real Steven surprise. surprise. What'd you get to eat? Steak and cheese, son. Fucking mutant. <laughs> um, oh, what's the answer? We need the people yeah, need you're, answers. You're, you've taken way too uh, long. It took way too much time. Uh I mean when do I deal with lines? I don't give a fuck lines. Green traffic lights. Alright. Okay. 
What is your favorite condiment? Mm, ketchup. I'm a big ketchup guy. This is definitely a big roll one back from Dan Brogan. This is the last one that I have personally. <laughs> okay. So it's a Freaky Friday situation going on. <laughs> <laughs> your mom and your girlfriend switch bodies. No, no, no. no, 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 no. to change it back. No. Which would you choose? No. Mom's body with girlfriend's brain or girlfriend's body with mom's brain? What do you choose? Oh, my God, dude. Mom's body with girlfriend's brain or girlfriend's body with mom's brain? I think that's an easy one. I mean, dude, I'm not fucking my mother's body. Yeah. Like, I could not do that. Yeah, fuck and that's God. her fault. She's that's the one who swapped. Up. You know, like, she has to get scarred for life. Like, you got to fuck. Fuck you, Brogan. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what do we got, kid? Uh, dude, I'd rather fuck my girlfriend with fucking... With your mom's brain? I guess. Dude, yeah. That's what I said. She's I'm not fucking my mother's body. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Do you got so, any more, Cam? Yeah, I, I got I got a I got a list right here. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna rapid fire this. Celebrity crush girl. Oh Mega Fox. Celebrity crush guy. Oh Zach Efron. Okay. Oh. Milk or cream? I mean I I don't put either of that in my coffee and so I don't use cream, so I guess milk. Okay. Favorite flavor is cheese. Ooh. American, always. How, how many terrorists could you kill with a spoon? Uh, 63. Okay. What's your favorite song wait, 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 right wait, now? Wait, wait, wait. Can we go back to that nope. question? Nope. We're already moving on. Fuck. All right. Favorite next. song? Favorite song. Fuck. Right now. What are you feeling? Uh, dude, uh, I don't even know. Mm. Oh, give me a shout out there. 100%. Bro, okay. So. All right. Last one for the boys out there. What is the word of the day? Word of the day. Um. All right. Oh, there's a lot of good word of the days. But there's many days and there's many words, so I mean True, true, true. You could probably go any direction with this. Ooh. Sauce. Sauce? Yeah. Why do you pick sauce? Sauce. Because like you either know it or you don't. Or you're you lost. You have in it, it or you don't. The sauce you rating. Have the sauce. You're lost without the sorry, you're lost in the sauce, but without the sauce, you're lost. Nice. Sauce. What's the sauce rating for this podcast? Sauce rating of podcast, low key. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <clears throat> wow. No, you know. Now, I definitely, I definitely think that we should, as we ended last time, we gave a little dad advice. Oh, we're doing this every time. We gave a little dad, dad advice, advice, and we also gave a dad joke also. Oh, good we want dad you joke. to do this. Plus, you're the dad guest. Joke, but I, he can give the dad joke, but I have some good dad advice. You can give the advice and he'll give the joke and I don't know if I have it like a dad joke. How do you know have a dad joke? I, I, man, you're on the forty yard dads podcast and, and you don't, don't have, have a dad joke. A dad you didn't joke. prepare. Did How you do you research? Did you walk listen What's to this before? Did Bush you say, Lee, hey, dude. man, I'm going on a podcast You, you told me units. I was giving dad advice. Well, it could One be anything. Well, dad advice could be a good, nice little dad joke, too. I don't really have a joke. Wow. All right, what's your dad advice then? So why are you gonna... He's a fraud. You guys. literally just said, well, oh, I had dad advice. I was like, I thought I was like a little one. I was going to be like, always finish your beer. Wow. All right, wow, All right. always finish your beer. Okay. See, I, I, I pulled up a good one of um, how to be a good father. Uh, take her to dinner, <laughs> give her a massage, do chores around the house, give her some alone time and babysit while she goes out. Show affection to her. Give her little surprises because when mom's happy, the kids are happy, 
And I'll be happy too. And I got the dad joke. You know, I'll do it for him. Okay. This is something I've always said. I'm going to ask you because you might be able to figure it out. All right. So we're in a room. Yeah. What did the picture say to the wall? I don't know. I don't know. What did you say? I've been framed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's actually really bad. I, I keep trying so to lose weight, but it keeps finding me. Stop reading stuff off like Google, no, bro. It's not Google. Are those like Tinder profile bios? <laughs> like, yeah. No. <sighs> you couldn't compete and you couldn't come up with one, so I had to on on the air. Come up and pull one out of my ass. You're you're the founder of the forty yard dash. Yeah, well, podcast. you know what? We can't think about I use dad <laughs> jokes all day. I want to refresh and get some new ones. So just so don't so give me a repeated one. I'll give you. I just gave you a repeated one that I use all the time. Picture to the wall, huh? Do you just read? You know what I have against Sayers? They're always up to something. Use that one last. I know. What about when I walk walk down the stairs? Always down something. Yeah. Sure. Wow. This guy is profound, folks. <laughs> I th- I thought you were going to be too high to wake up for this, to be honest. I wasn't even sleeping. I thought, like, you guys fell asleep. Yeah, we fell asleep. Yeah, we were kind of balling out down this here. It's like banana lands right now. Yeah, it's something else. Well, bro. folks, that's going to wrap it Like up. we said, this is we knew this one was going to be a long one. Oh, it's wait, quick, dad one. advice. Oh, oh dad yeah. advice. Wrap it before you tap it. I guess so. I feel like – I feel like – my the dad without the glove. I feel like my dad kind of just said the glove doesn't fit free OJ. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, free OJ. I guess free on OJ. that, yeah, I'm Brady McGrath. I'm with Cam Garrity and with special guest Bubba Credo. Bubba, send us out, Divide.